You're about to listen to a message from the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. that the revival is coming. Can somebody say amen to that? Revival is a visitation when heaven descends with its glory and power on the earth. Manifesting, practically demonstrating the glory of God in the lives of men. If you have ever been in a revival, no matter how minuscule, how tiny, you will know that it's always a glorious time. You will see people loving the Lord with all their heart, determined to see God glorified in their lives, spending hours endlessly praying, trusting God to see changes in their world. In a way they haven't seen before. And I believe with all my heart, as I have stated in many places, that this revival will be a word-based revival. You know, there are two kinds of revival. There's a prayer-based revival. The type that took place in New York and in Welsh, all those are prayer-based revivals. But there's also a word-based revival. When the people of God begin to understand the life to which they were called and begin to live it, begin to live it, and begin to articulate it, begin to teach the world around them the knowledge of God. The Bible says that when Jesus comes, the whole world will be filled with what? the knowledge of God yes the whole world will be filled with the knowledge of God and men and women will be armed with the truth that sets free you know once you know the truth you are what you're free you're free and it is that truth that gives us the ability to worship God in what? In spirit and in truth. Yes. We'll be able to worship God. Not, not just, not just, you see, when you come here now, we, you, you, you enjoy the atmosphere created by true worship. But also, you worship God in your life. You don't just enjoy the atmosphere of worship and music, but your life is a worship. Everything is worship, you know, because now through the word you have a revelation of worship. That the people who sing, they sing from their heart. And their heart is united with God. They're not just acting. They're not, it's not just religion. But there is a, a love indeed between them and God. And then also... It will be a revival that empowers the people to use the sword of the spirit effectively and stand on the authority, firmly on the authority of God's word to cause every principality, every power, every ruler of the darkness of this world, every spiritual host of wickedness in house places to give way for the manifestation of the glory of God. Can you say amen to that? And that's why this morning, as briefly as we can, we're going to look at one of the things that is key to that revival. And Jesus, our Lord, said to his disciples in Matthew chapter 5, 
verse 14 you are the what light of the world you are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven you know i have had cause to study repeatedly under various shades of study this whole matter of light because in spiritual warfare that is what it's all about there is darkness of all sorts and all you need for every shade of darkness is to bring what yes just bring light just bring light and do you know that every time you bring light you never ask darkness to go darkness of necessity by the law of creation every time there is light darkness will have to leave but you know what we now realize is that you know darkness existence is always dependent on the intensity of the light you know if you if you block every shade of light outside light this place will go dark immediately but if you have a candle here see there will be light but a lot of this place will still be what in yes still be in darkness and so see when we talk about light and darkness you know that everywhere that there is darkness you need a higher intensity of what yes a higher intensity of light to dispel that darkness there are some things that are so familiar that um, we assume that um, we know what it means only to discover that when we begin to examine it that hmm, we really don't know a great deal about what it means I'll give you an example which will feature um, at some point in this our uh, study love how many people how many people will say they don't know about love talk to anybody they'll tell you i know what love is now but when you now begin to examine it you find that many people don't know what love is they think they know what love is what percentage of humanity will tell you today that love is about how you feel in fact in fact the larger percentage of of humanity will tell you oh yeah love is, is, is about the way you feel you know whether it's an object an animal or a fellow human being or even yourself but you know one day i stumbled because that's the, really the way it is i stumbled on romans 13 10 it says love does no harm to a neighbor in other words love is definable so if you say you love somebody or you love something then you will do that person what no harm or at all love does no harm to a neighbor therefore the scriptures say love is the fulfillment of the entire law of god the entire law of god and now we also stumble on proverbs 31 verses 10 to 12 who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies the heart of her husband safely trusts her so he will have no lack of gain verse 12 she does him good and not what how often 
absolutely consistently you do good you never do evil all the days of her life so love does no harm to a neighbor and we fulfill all the law when we love people always but then love is not only about what you do to others the virtuous woman she loves and honors her husband single-handedly single-handedly she raises for herself a confident man that trusts her and is secure in her love and care and she single-handedly raises a man that is well respected in the community you see her husband is highly respected at the gates and the way she achieves this is by doing him good and not what evil all the days of his life this is not a marriage seminar it is not even a teaching on love it is to show that many talk about love who do not really understand how to produce love you know they talk but they don't know how to produce it and then they wonder why they don't have love because then they will be doing people evil and expecting to still love and you know immediately that they're contradicting the, the meaning of the word so in the family the father is doing good to his wife and children and not evil all the days of their lives together the mother is doing good to her husband and their children all the days of their life together and never doing them evil the children grow up to do only good to their parents and never evil when you find a family community that live like that they will be in heaven where yes they will be in heaven here on earth they will be in heaven right here on earth they will reproduce paradise here on earth and this is independent of how you feel about them from day to day you see because if you dare depend on feeling to love uh -uh. half of the time you may not be loving because it's either they they they, they use their toothpaste they finish they didn't buy again or they use this last soap and they didn't replace you know there will always be uh, something yes there will always be something that make you feel uh, bad but in spite of the way you feel you never change your love you know you never change your love you see a lot of people you see the reason is the reason why they really don't have love in their lives is because everything depends on the way they are feeling so if you do something that they don't like ah, some people it will be that day that you have some people will be that week some people it will be for the whole month one woman said that her husband is six months if you do something he doesn't like if you greet him you'll be grunting mm. Mm. now these are the people don't forget these are the people that jesus came to and say you are the what light of the world because the whole world is enveloped in darkness so jesus came to these people and said you are the light of the world you are the ones to shine you and I have heard this repeatedly. A lot of times you hear, you're the light of the world, you're the light of the world. But nobody starts to ask, exactly what does this mean? You know, how can I really understand this so that I can become, everywhere I am, I can become the light of the world? The only way to understand this is to look at Genesis. You know, what light does. You see, the, the, the spiritual originated the physical and in the physical you can discern the spiritual you see it works both ways so we go to the creation story in genesis chapter 1 verse 14 then god said let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heavens to give life on the earth and it was so 
Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the fourth day. Let there be lights in the firmament. That's a lesson number one. Lights are set up well above the sphere of their influence, never at the same level. That's the first thing you learn about light. You see, they don't bring light and keep it at the same... Uh, mm -mm. So when they set up light, they have to lift it up. Okay? You and I cannot be light in our world if we are living at the same level with the world no we cannot be light we cannot be light okay the purpose of the light is to break up continuous darkness so that the world will no longer be enveloped in continuous darkness you see when you see a community where there is continuous darkness of evil after some time that continuous society will disintegrate Unless you have light to come and say, hey, 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 enough of this darkness. You know, and put a time of light in order to break up continuous darkness. The light is for four things we are told in Genesis. It is for signs, number one. Number two, it is for seasons. Number three, it's for days. And number four, it is for years. Signs and seasons, they relate to events, okay? So you and I are for signs. Like Isaiah said, the children, I and the children that you have given me are for what? Signs and wonders on the earth, yes. So the light is for signs and wonders on the earth, okay? They relate to events, days and years, they relate to time or chronology and that is very important to understand i give you an example in second chronicles 26 the bible says king Uzziah ascended the throne at 16 and superintended over 52 years of continuous prosperity isn't that awesome it's like since independence continuous prosperity and peace that's what is called days and years. Lives are for days and years of continuous prosperity and success and, and, and good. But what is the secret to Uzziah's 52 years of continuous prosperity? It's in 2 Chronicles 26, 4-5. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. According to all that his father Amaziah had done, he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. Now look at that last conclusion. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to what? Prosper. Yes, the secret to 52 years of continuous prosperity it's a leader that was standing and living in the light. There is no magic to it. He was standing and living in the light. The light of King Uzziah was for signs and seasons, representing all his wars and victories. He fought many wars. He had endless victories. Okay? And also for days and years representing the continuity of the blessings of God on the kingdom of Judah. Okay? The lights that God made are to be set up on high to give light to the earth. That is the purpose of the light, to dispel darkness so people can find their way through life in a way that will please God. Two great lights, the sun and the moon, we now know that the sun is the real light, have you? That's what science has uh, made us understand. The sun is the real light. The moon is only a reflection 
of the light of the sun. Okay? This has spiritual implications. And we will um, come to it very shortly. God set the lights in the heavens to give light on the earth. So when Jesus said, you are the light of the world, he wants to set us up, up there, to give light to our world. Can you say amen to that? Now, we move from there very quickly. Because the sun is the real light. The moon is the reflection. We go to Malachi. We go to Malachi to understand what this is really all about. So come with me to Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. But to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 4, remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. So we learn that the sun's light is made up of volcanic, I call it volcanic righteousness. The sun of righteousness. Now, now, we've moved from the physical sun now to the spiritual sun. Okay? So now, now the, this spiritual sun is, the, the sun is volcanic. The sun is always uh, boiling over. Volcanic righteousness. It generates heat. It generates light. And it's heat and light will bring healings. Can you say amen to that? Amen. The healings will lead to fruitfulness. That's what the scripture tells us. An increase with prosperity. Say so you'll be like stall-fed fat calves. Okay? Then the heat. Now, that's the next one. The heat of this volcanic righteousness will trample evil and burn it to what? Ashes. He said, the evil will be like ashes under your feet. You need to understand that because this is what God wants you and I to enter into. That by the time you, have, you are filled with the sun of righteousness, volcanic, expressing life and light and heat, evil will be crushed under you. You will generate spiritual energy to crush evil under your feet. Can you say amen to that? Amen. He said, this will happen to those who fear my name. It won't happen to everybody. It will happen to those who fear my name. Those in verse 4 who remember the Lord of Moses, the Decalogue, and the statutes. That I gave him. Okay, so now we have moved from the physical light. We have now entered into the spiritual light as revealed under the law. Now, let us go to grace and see, because it's under grace that Jesus said to us, You are what? The light of the world. You are the light of the world. Fast forward to John's gospel. Fast forward to John's gospel. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Chapter 1 verse 1. The word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. Without him nothing was made that was made. Now look at verse 4. In him was life. And the life was what? Now, now see, when they say you are the light of the world. If you don't live his life, you don't have any light. Though. You do not have any light. He said, in him was life. And it is that life that is the light. 
It is not the fact that I came to church and answered the altar call. It is not the fact that I come to church regularly. I, I cannot have light except his life is inside. So in him was life. And that life is what is the light. Without that life, there is no light. And the light, that life that brings that light, it will shine in every what? Darkness, verse 5 says. And the darkness cannot overcome it. So now, you, you and I know now how, how to defeat the world. We defeat the world when we manifest his life. You see? said so the darkness, whether they go to Okitikupa, whether they go to uh, Okija, wherever they go, they will come back and they will be asking you, now nah, what are you doing? What are you doing? You say, darkness cannot uh, overcome it. It cannot overcome it. Okay? And then you go to verse 9. You see, that is the true light. What, what is the implication of that statement? That means there are false lights. See, there are false lights everywhere. And that's why Jesus said, if the light in a man be darkness, then that darkness will be what? Horrible. Will be terrible darkness. So that's the true light that gives light to every man coming into the world. And so any man that claims to have light, but that light is not from the life of Jesus, that's not the true light. There are many following all kinds. In fact, there's one book. Um, I think it's the brochure that have it. The, in the light of the truth. They have all the, there are so many false lights in the world today. And people are looking into all these lights, thinking that they can find light there. So no, in him was life. And it is that his life that is what? The light of men. And it is that his life that is the light that must light every man, not some, every man that comes into the world. See, that helps you when people are saying, I'm exploring this, I'm exploring that. You say, but it, when you finish, you come and start here. Because this is the life that is the what? The light. There's no other. Okay? So, what do we learn from John? That volcanic, self-generating son of righteousness, of Malachi, is no other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes. That son of righteousness that in the physical light is never, never quite, is always, always boiling over. Now the other thing we learn from John is that the light is the life that Jesus lived while he was here on earth. But how does he replicate his light in us? You know, because he said, you are the light of the world. So how does he replicate that light in us? Okay? For that, you come with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Come with me to 1 Corinthians. I told you that um, the, the revival is going to be a Bible knowledge-based revival so that people don't believe, but then they can't explain what they... No, they cannot. They don't understand it. And, and unless you understand it, you can't even have faith in it. Whatever faith you have without understanding, it will be superficial. And anybody can shake you off the pedestal because you don't understand it. That's why, you know, the, uh, uh, the other day, uh, 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 somebody said, you see, you, you need to be careful these days. A preacher said on television that uh, Abraham didn't have a knowledge of sin when he said that uh, Sarah was his sister. So that's why God didn't judge him. Can you believe that? You know, trying to prove that because the Bible says we are no longer under the law. He said the law is the knowledge of sin. And so Abraham didn't have knowledge of sin. So he's telling lies and getting away. Can you imagine how confused people are? But Jesus said that if you don't know the truth, 
and you do something contrary to the truth, they will beat you with what? Few stripes. Few. They didn't say they would wave you on the hand. And <laughs> you know? But if you know the truth and you do something contrary to the truth, they will beat you with what? Many stripes. Yes, everything is in the Bible. You know? And people are believing lies. There are so many things. You need, you need the knowledge of God to protect yourself from all the errors that people are preaching these days. 1 Corinthians 1.30 But of him you are in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ Jesus. Who became for us four things. Wisdom of God. Wisdom from God. And righteousness. And sanctification. And what? Redemption. Okay, now, now, hear here, here the scriptures. So when Christ comes into you, when Christ comes into my life, into your life, he will bring wisdom. Okay? He will bring righteousness. Now, you need to understand something about this righteousness. This is the righteousness that Jesus said must exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, which is according to the law. It must exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. And then he will bring sanctification. You know, a lot of people don't know what sanctification is. Sanctification is, is what they call going through the refiner's fire. You take silver, the raw silver. You put it through the refiner's fire. And in the process, all the dross is being cleaned. That's what sanctification is. When the process of sanctification is taking place in your life, all that dross is being cleaned. So that your life will be dedicated to God in every sense of the word. Okay? And then the redemption. Redemption is repositioning. You see, you and I, we, before redemption, we don't have any platform on which to operate. Redemption just brought us back and restored us fully. But you see, redemption only is positional. It has positioned you now. It's the sanctification that prepares you so that God can use you. Okay? So, so, so now, Jesus comes in as the son of righteousness in the darkness of our lives. And then he begins the process, wisdom, so that you will know right from what? Wrong. You will discern things, you know, if you go this way, you know, that's what you tell people. Say, if you go this way, you will miss God. If you go this way, you, you can be guaranteed that it, whatever is happening, God is with you. That is it. You know, you have, you have that basic wisdom, that basic understanding. So, volcanic righteousness that I call it, wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Now, all of this, all of these processes, they are going, they are going on where? And what is their purpose? To produce the life that is what? The light. Yes. All these processes must go on to produce inside me. Don't forget that the sun has its own light. So it, Jesus has come in and the processes are going on inside me to produce the life of Jesus that will now begin to shine. That is it. The same way that the sun in its volcanic eruptions within itself is producing light and heat. The same way you and I, when these four processes of wisdom, sanctification, Redemption and righteousness When they are boiling over inside They're producing the life And as they produce the life You and I begin to what? Shine We begin to shine We begin to shine Without it No, you're just a religious person You, you don't have any light you, don't have, you cannot be the light of the world And you know The implication of that is terrible You cannot deal with darkness that's why many people cannot deal with darkness. That's why the devil frightens them. 
That's why they're afraid of witches and wizards. That's why. Because they don't have the life that is the light that will dare every power. Every power. Because the Bible says that light, it shines in darkness. And the darkness cannot overcome it. Cannot overcome it. And so you see, what, what, what has happened to us, you and I, is that they have come and given the impression that, you see, the way you can really be a star for God is uh, if something happens, you know, they call you one place, they call you the other place. So now it has become an exclusive club. Whereas every single one of us are to sub individually submit ourselves so that this process will boil over in us and generate the light. And everywhere we are, we are centers of light. Everywhere you are, you are a center of light. You can dare anyone and everyone. So it's important to understand this because God, God is, is really, really patiently watching us. He is patiently watching us. When will these people, there's so many, when will they arise in this Nigeria? When will they arise to know that they are the light that the darkness in Nigeria is waiting for? When will they arise? Now, now what is the sum total of this wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption? What is the sum total of it? Come with me to Ephesians chapter 3. So you can see it now in all its practicality. But when they are removing selfishness, greed, you know, indiscretion, removing everything. Now, the result is here stated. For this reason I bow on my knees, verse 14 says, to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Now verse 17. That Christ may what? Yes. Yes. Because that's what is going to begin the real process. That Christ may come and live inside your heart. That's why the apostle Paul could say, it's no longer I that lives. But what? Christ lives in me. Because he has to be light. He had to be light. And you can't be light unless Christ is expressing his life through you. Nobody can be light except Christ is expressing his life. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Now how do you know that Christ is dwelling in your heart? He said now you are rooted and grounded in what? Yes, so you see. We have come full circle. So how did we define love now? I just told you now that when you love people, you do them only. You never do them. So now when they say you are rooted and grounded in love, so everywhere you go, you do only good. You never do what? At all. At all. You see, when, 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 when Jesus comes in, okay, with his wisdom, with his sanctification, with his redemption, with his righteousness, it is, he is going to produce, after everything has boiled over, he is going to produce in us an attitude of life that does only good and not what? Never! All the days of our lives. That's how to shine. That is how to shine. That is how to shine. And you and I will see that that life will generate not just light, because it's the sun. It's the sun. It's going to generate light and heat. And the heat will burn evil to what? Ashes. 
Oh yes. The heat generated by love. That's why Jesus, Jesus destroyed the works of darkness. Say, for this reason, the Son of God was manifested to destroy what? Every work of the devil by the light and heat of his life, which is his love, which is righteousness, which is uh, uh, wisdom, which is, you see, they, they say, Christ, the wisdom of God, Christ, the power of God. Earlier on, in verse 24 or 25, Christ, the wisdom of God, Christ, the power of God to crush evil to ashes. Now, you see, the, the whole purpose of our calling in Christ is to raise men and women who know what Christ came to do. So when he said, you are the light of the world, you understand what it is. You understand what it is. That you and I are, go, are to be rooted and what? Grounded in love. Are to be rooted and grounded in love. And then when we are rooted and grounded in love, the, I have never failed to marvel at Ephesians 3.19. It is an unbelievable scripture for everybody to sit down and say, I need to know what this is. Experientially. It's the Bible says to know the love of Christ. Which what? Now, the next one is mind-boggling. It is through the knowledge of the love of Christ that I become filled with what? Not some old, not some old, all the fullness of God Almighty Himself. Everybody needs to sit down with their Bible and say, Lord, I need to understand this. To be filled with all the fullness of God. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you see, when sanctification, the process of sanctification is going on, the Holy Spirit is like, this, this is going to obscure the light. This is going to obscure the light. This is what he's doing. This, don't do this. It's going to obscure the light. This is going to quench the light. So you see, you're very practical. What are those things that are quenching my light? I want to get rid of, uh, oh yes, so. What are those things that are, I'm not shining where I am. Darkness is all over me. Darkness is, is intimidating me. What are the things that are obscuring my light? Because if my light were to come out, it will produce light and it will produce heat. It will produce heat. And that heat will burn evil to ashes. Yes. So, in conclusion, the Bible says you are the light of the world. You see? Our calling, you know, is we didn't choose ourselves. You see? Those that he did foreknow. Don't forget Romans 8.29. He did predestinate to be conformed into the image of his son. So in other words, he wants you and I also to carry that light which the darkness cannot uh, comprehend. So that Jesus will be the first among many brethren. And so, on a day like this, when Nigeria is under threat of being totally, totally enveloped in darkness, you know, the, the, when, 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 when good, good is evil and evil is uh, good, you know, eh, 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 you go to a, 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 a place, you say, oh, I've come to apply. You say, okay, apply for what? Contrahen. What did you come with? Ah, I come with myself you just come like that so you go now you leave that place you go to somebody do you know i went to that office to apply they're asking me what i came with i said i came by myself they say you just come like that then the person will tell you so how could you go like that don't you know you cannot go like that you need to go with something so that's that 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 system is not the normal that means there's no light. There is no light. There is no light. And then 95% of people accept it as normal. So if we say we are doing church, 
Yes, so we are doing church, but we are not shining any light in that darkness. We are not shining any light. And he didn't call us to do church. He called us to be the light of the world. Say, you are the light of the world. You are the city I'm going to set on a hill. Above the world around you so you can shine from there. And dispel darkness in their lives. So today, as we enter a new year, you know, that has already gone up to one month. You just must say, Lord, this year... <laughs> I need to deal with all the darkness uh, around me. Yes, so my light has to come out. Don't forget that the greatest threat of darkness is fear. Their greatest weapon is fear. You know, if you, that's why some children, so even some adults, they cannot enter a dark room. If they enter a place and it's very dark, they quickly, yes, because darkness, the, the greatest weapon is fear. And so when you want to confront darkness, what did they threaten you with? Fear. Oh, yes. Yes. And that's why you need that light <laughs> inside, inside. That's why you need it inside. Because the Bible says he did not give us the spirit of, uh, no, no. He did not give us the spirit of fear. It's the spirit of love, boldness, sound mind. Yes, yes. So, look at, look at how many we are. We are many. We are so many. Jesus left 11 lights when he was leaving. And did they lighten up the world? Oh, they did. They did. 11. We are so many. We are so many. And if we determine, if we determine, let come what may. Jesus will shine through me. Let come what may. Jesus will shine through me. Soon, then real points of light will emerge. It will emerge. And change will begin because darkness will begin to recede. Men and women, you see, who, who have light, when darkness has dealt with them, the story will go out. Don't mess with that fellow. There is something he... Uh, don't mess with. And then if the number of people you won't mess with begin to rise, everybody will come on the side. I want to be one of those people you don't mess with. This morning, I don't know how you have uh, pursued your Christian life. But everybody needs to take on the responsibility of the calling of Jesus when he said to you and I you are what? the light of the world so Jesus has to come in and then begin that volcano you know I call it volcanic righteousness because that's the way the, the sun is a volcano all the time going on and always spewing out dross through sanctification always because those are the things that obscure the light at home at work, anywhere and everywhere. All those things that obstruct the light, spewing them out. So that the light can begin to shine. Oh, God is just waiting. He's very patient with us. He is just waiting. That's why he said to me, the truth, we have to tell, preach the truth so that the people can understand the life. You know, a lot of people are in church, but they don't understand the life. The people have to understand their life. Because once they start living it, then the heat, the heat, the power will begin to come out. Once you start to live it, oh yes, the power will begin to come out. So the power is not because somebody waved hand over you and you fell down. No. The power is in the life. And the life is the light. And that process of producing that light, it generates heat. That crushes evil. Bow your head and let us pray. Someone needs to say to God, I am tired of meaningless religion. I need, I need an experience of the light in my life so that I can shine. I can shine in the world. I cannot continue to play 
religion. I must, I must shine in the world. I just have to shine in the world. I am the light of my world. I am the light of my world. Jesus has ordained me the light of my world. But you see, Jesus has to be living in you. He has to be living in you. And you see, he cannot live in you unless you actually invite him. And that means you have decided now that you are going to enter the battle against darkness on his side. And you are ready for redemption, sanctification, righteousness, and his wisdom. Okay, not the wisdom of this world. No. You are ready for wisdom of God. You are ready for righteousness that is higher than the righteousness that is according to the law. And you are ready for sanctification. Removal of all those things that hinder the light. And then you are ready to be positioned in God through redemption. Somebody here is saying, I want to be positioned in God through redemption. I want to be positioned in God through redemption. I want to be positioned in God through redemption. So that the process of producing light in me can begin. The process can begin. Positioning is step one. I must be positioned. And if you are ready to be positioned, just say in your heart, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Take up your residency. Come and live in my heart. And be my Lord and Savior. Come and take up your residency. Say it from your heart. Say it knowing now what it means. That the four processes are going to begin. Redemption positions you. Wisdom directs you. Sanctification purifies you. Then righteousness is the expression of all of that. And that's how the light begins to shine. You've been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Barnex Squarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashankari, Abuja. 9 a.m. on Sundays and 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. For telephone, 09-290-9000 or 0703-158404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.